0: Another horror show for Borough leaves them looking anxiously over their shoulders and potentially sleepwalking into a relegation battle. He's in, and he's snapping across. What is up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Project Borough and we are here once again to discuss another absolutely shambolic, pathetic, disgraceful performance and result on behalf of Middlesbrough Football Club in a team, in a squad, in a club in general that is only going from bad to bad. Worse, we obviously thought we'd hit a, a new low under when we lost at home to Plymouth last week, and it seems like we've gone even lower and we've stooped to an even worse low, losing away to Stoke City, a side who are in absolute disarray on and off the pitch. Their technical director's been sacked in recent weeks. There were rumours that if they'd lost today, Stephen Schumacher would lose his job. They're a side in the bottom three. Scored the least number of goals at home in the entire championship. I don't even think they'd scored at home in 2024. All the stats, as they have done in multiple Borough games this season, stack heavily in Borough's favour. Going up against a side who they should be beating. And they drop exactly the same disgraceful performance that they have done against so many sides in the bottom area of the table. I've saw numerous stats. Can't knock them all off the, you know, the top of my head. But bottom line is our record against sides at the bottom of the league this season, as you all know, is absolutely shocking. And it's not only the result here today, but it was the performance once again that was absolutely awful. Borough continuing to press on with this current style of play, certain personnel. It's clearly not working. I said against Plymouth we looked lost, we looked clueless, like we were out of ideas, bereft of ideas, and this was exactly the same. You know, it's like we're constantly just hoping that we're going to keep doing the same thing and our fortunes are going to change, when it is obvious that that is just not the case. There's no creativity in this side. There's no inventiveness in this side. And the worst thing that I think that is coming to the fore, and the worst thing at the moment is our lack of fight. You know, I mean, I've 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 went on about how poor Borough have been in possession, especially at home, how slow we are, how lethargic we are, the fact that we've went from being a side that at least created chances who couldn't finish to now a side who doesn't do either of them things. But when I say we're going from bad to worse, it's not even the fact that we're not creating chances and not finishing them now. It's how bad we look going the other way. Because Borough have always been terrible at keeping clean sheets under Michael Carrick. I think we've only kept two clean sheets in the last 42 away games. It's a truly shocking start. But it's not only the fact that we're conceding goals. It's the fact that, especially in this game, there's no fight to get back into it. You know, there's no fight. There's no one on the pitch. There's no leaders. There's no one getting a grip of this side and dragging them back into this game and I'll say this now and I'm, I'm going to look more at where Borough are in the table at the end but I am quite relieved we are as far off the drop as we are currently because I have no faith whatsoever that this team would get themselves out of a relegation scrap if we were in the position Stoker in and QPR who we play next week I'd have no faith That we'd have the fight we'd have the strength the resilience to drag ourselves out of it we've got nowhere near and we've seen this under Michael Carrick we've known this for a long time we're nowhere near defensively solid enough and I think we'd we'd absolutely crumble in if we were in that position and if we keep going we will get dragged into that position and I'll talk about that when I sort of summarise Borough's current position as a whole talking about this game The best part for Borough was at the very start. I actually thought we started relatively well and I said this, I said a few things on Twitter as I always do. I ironically said earlier in the week when I think I saw a tweet discussing Stoke's dreadful home form and the terrible position they're in and I jokingly said that's 2-0 Stoke then. Uh, And that just proves, doesn't it, how predictable we are in the wrong way. How us fans just know exactly what we're going to get in fixtures like this, where borough are heading to a side away from home, we're in disarray, in crisis. We know exactly what's going to happen, and the simple fact is, they wanted it more than us. They they fought harder than us. We went under. We looked just absolutely shambolic from top to bottom. And as I say, the first goal was imperative, and I think everyone, all of every everyone within the borough. Team, squad, coaching staff will have known this. The first goal was vital because if we'd have got the first goal, Stoke's fan base crowd would have went so toxic; it it would have just turned into an absolute massacre from a Stoke point of view. Had we scored the first goal, but had they had 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 we not scored the first goal and they did, their crowd would have gotten up, and as we've seen with Borough of late, we would have been the ones who have absolutely crumbled, and that's exactly. What happened? We had a few chances. Riley McGree had a chance where he latched onto a ball from the left. Keeper came out and got there just in time. We played Lath behind. Good to see him back in the team. Clear to see what he offers us in a position like this. He gets in behind you to his pace. Gets around the keeper. Tight angle but the Stoke defender does well to get it off the line. But equally... They had chances at the other end as well. Sunny Dieng was forced into a save from a header that he parried wide. Badly in the final third, as we have been, giving the ball away. Barlasa gifted them with an opportunity where they really should have scored. Can't recall who it was who blasted over. Might have been Manhoof. Probably butchered his name there. But he had a glorious opportunity that he missed the target with. And that was really where all of the chances come from. There was like a flurry of opportunities for both sides early on. And then the first half petered out. And it was just two sides who looked really, really bad. Just lacking of quality, lacking of confidence. You know, we're facing a side here who are in the doldrums at the moment, and we looked no better than them in any area of the pitch. And inevitably, the first goal comes from Borough and another defensive horror show. It starts from a ball coming across Luke Ayling, embarrassingly misjudges the bounce, they latch onto it, run towards Burr's goal. Ailing tries to once again put a challenge in, but finds himself on his stomach. And Bay cuts in and places it in the bottom corner and it's 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 comedic. It's comedic. It really is embarrassing to watch. And it's it sums everything up about Burra at this moment. It's one error after another. It's the sort of defending you'd see on the comedy on Comedy Central or the Horror Channel, one of the two, I mean equally as bad. As both, and the first goal, the crucial first goal, goes to Stoke City, and the first half comes to a close, and you think to yourself, right, second half, let's at least come out of this with a point. Let's keep Stoke at least as many points as they were from us at the start of the game, which was nine points. But this is where my real concern comes in, because the second half from Borough was an absolute disgrace, and it's a real, real worry we're 1-0 down and you wouldn't think it because Stoke you'd think they would maybe, because they're that desperate for points they'd be the ones who'd get nervy maybe they'd drop deep start hanging on Borough would start piling the pressure none of that we were so bad in the second half it honestly competes with Sheffield Wednesday Plymouth the first half against Bristol City listen there's been so many I've, I've lost count but it it's up there with one of the worst halves of football this season, and there's many at this point. They're piling up, but we barely. I don't think we even we even had a shot on target. Now, if I don't recall a period where we put them under pressure, we looked like we were on the front foot. We had any sort of control, any dominance. None of that. Stoke were the side who looked the most likely. Seni Dieng had to make a couple of saves here and there. They had a couple of shots in good positions where they just put it wide. Lewis Baker made the game completely secure on 71 minutes, a well-worked set-piece, gave him a free shot on the edge of the area, no one near him, he does something Borough don't do and that's take a shot, have a chance, see what happens and it deflects in off Rav Vandenberg and that was it, game set and match and it was game set and match from the point at which Borough went 1-0 down, never mind 2-0 but the second half... It was the first time I've looked at this Borough side and I've been genuinely concerned. Not that, oh, we might not be good enough to make playoffs or whatever. This was the first time a genuine concern crept into my head, which was, if we get dragged into something serious, I really worry for us here because we folded completely. You know, we looked bereft of ideas. We didn't have anyone on the pitch who was grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck. It looked like Carrick had no ideas. Again, off the bench, he was just throwing crap at the wall and hoping something sticks with his changes. No one off the bench inspired me to be a game changer or someone who was going to change our fortunes. They were subs for the sake of making subs and I had no faith in the tactics, in the coach, in the players that we were ever going to get out of this position and we went down with a whimper to and I'm sure Stoke fans will agree with the greatest respect, one of the worst sides, at least, in recent months. And they they look like world beaters against us. We look like the side in the bottom three. We look like the side desperate for points. And it was an absolute shambles of a performance. And you know what? I could go through the starting 11. I could go through the fact Senny was back, Lath was back. All positives on paper, but the worry is it doesn't matter who the personnel is because the same things keep happening over and over again. I'm going to point out a few players who I think need to be taken out of this team. I think Luke Ayling has struggled in recent weeks. His performance today was really poor. As I said, their first goal was comedic. I think Dan Barlasser needs taking out of this team... I think you might have saw in the highlights there were a couple of opportunities where he gave the ball away and got caught on the ball. He's terrible under pressure. He really needs to play in a midfield where the other midfielders do the dirty work and pull players away so he has the space to do his, to do what he's good at, and that is pick out the balls and pick out the passes. But Dan Balassa, you put him under any pressure, you set a midfield press or anything like that, he crumbles and he's no good and he's not strong enough to win the ball back either. I think he's got genuine strengths that Borough aren't playing towards and complimenting And I think opposition are really taking advantage of his blatant weaknesses. And we're not helping with that either, with the system we're playing in. And he just doesn't look comfortable at all in that midfield too, alongside O'Brien. I don't see why Luke Thomas played, albeit he was better than what he was at Plymouth. But that's not exactly an achievement. It was an incredibly low bar. And I asked the question during the game, why on earth... Are we starting Luke Thomas again over Lucas Engel? You know, the model of this football club is that we sign players on a lower fee, younger players. We develop them, sell them on for a profit. We're not going to develop Lucas Engel from the bench. So why the hell is he playing there? And why are we opting to start him over a player who we've signed, our own player? Why are we opting to develop and start Luke Thomas, who one, isn't a Borough player, he's a Leicester player. And two, he's f***ing s***. I don't get that decision. I, I do not understand it. And I thought all the creative players, McGree, nothing. Force, nothing. Greenwood, ineffective. I think we, maybe one positive I can pull out of it is we tried to mix it up coming out of the back this time. We went a bit route one, and a bit long ball, a bit more direct. And did use last pacing behind once or twice. But that's me clutching at straws completely. We were Terrible today, and you know I'm not even going to waste time looking at the stats and momentum because there wasn't really any for either side. You can see though, second half, given we were the side behind, the second half performance was a disgrace, and it's another case of Borough having all the possession, doing nothing with it, Stoke taking the chances that came their way, and it's a sorry state of affairs. It's more of the same from Borough and. I'm not gonna go into the performance anymore because it's a rinse and repeat of what we've had before in recent months. What I will say is we're we're regressing at the moment. We're we're regressing, we're only going backwards and Michael Carrick seriously needs to to change something. You know, he, he, the the one game where we had a different setup was Leicester away, where we switched to that five at the back, and I said this after the the Leicester win. It's done as well in games like that, where we've been the side who wouldn't have the ball, the side on the counter, we're a lot better in the transition. That's got to be something he's got to look at, because this four at the back, this current system with the personnel that we are utilising, it's not working. For some reason, we've lost all of our width, for some reason, we keep coming central, And everything that was good about this this philosophy under Michael Carrick has gone, in my opinion. And I think it's a mix of the personnel not being as good, but I think it's also it not being utilised properly. Carrick keeps doing the same thing over and over again, and it's clearly not working. He needs to change it up. He needs to, I think, go to a back five. Just give us that defensive solidity with the three central defenders and then try and utilise the width of the wing-backs. He just needs to go back to basics for me... He needs to go back to the drawing board and he just needs to focus on getting us results because this philosophy, this style, it's simply not working and it's clear to me if we keep going in this downwards trajectory, we're going to get dragged into something that I don't think we've got the, I don't think we're built to fight, if I'm honest. You know, we look at it now, we lose to Stoke, they're in the bottom three still and I said this last week, and a lot of people were saying, Yeah, you're saying if we lose, we'll be six points off, but that means QPR would have to win, that means Stoke would have to win, and this, that, and the other. That's what's happened. You look at the teams between us and the drop at the moment Swansea, Millwall, QPR all won, Stoke won, Sheffield won, Huddersfield picked up a point against Leeds. It's naive to say, Oh, well, it's going to take this, this, and this for us to. We are now six points above the drop. That's a real, real concern because there are sides between us and the player uh, and relegation who are, are picking up serious momentum. You know, not too long ago, people had wrote off the bottom three as that they were gone and they've made a fist of it. A lot of the sides between us and the drop are making a real fist of it. And out of all the teams beneath us, I couldn't see us beating any of them. Not only because our record first and foremost against sides towards the bottom is dreadful, but I don't think we've got the bottle or the fight. I really don't. You know, we're a pretty side, and yeah, we play good stuff, and on our day, it'll come off and we'll look like absolute world beaters. But I do not see this Borough side having the fight or the resilience, the balls or the bottle or the, the, the battling qualities, to scrap and to go into the trenches... And really dig deep, grind out them clean sheets, grind out them hard-fought wins, them points that are going to drag you out of trouble, I honestly do, for the first time, feel worried. Now, it's not going to take much for Bora to get out of this situation. You know, two wins and I think we're safe. And I, the fact I'm talking about this shows how far we've fallen. But It's not going to take much for Borough to get themselves in a position where we can breathe easy. But at the minute, there's nothing to suggest that we aren't going to keep slipping and sliding towards that dotted line. And if we do get embroiled in that scrap, as I've said, I have no faith that the coach is built for it, the players are built for it. They weren't brought in to fight a relegation scrap. They're all young. They're an inexperienced side. They were, you know, built to hopefully challenge for playoffs, but if not, mid-table, we're fine, we'll develop, we'll crack on next season. I honestly think the worst-case scenario within the Borough camp was these young players can try and get us in the playoffs. If they don't, don't worry. We'll finish mid-table, we'll develop and get better and go again next season. I don't think anyone, recruitment, high-ups at the club, the manager, I don't think anyone really is prepared ...for a relegation dogfight. And that's where we're heading... ...if this continues. And I have no faith... ...in Carrick, the players... ...the personnel, the system... ...that we would have anywhere near enough... ...to get out of it. We don't keep enough clean sheets... ...at home. We're not scoring enough goals. We're not creative either. We've got all the warning signs... ...of a side... ...who in this position... ...or in a position of Huddersfield, Birmingham, Stoke you'd seriously be putting your money on going down. And that's why I'm relieved we've got a six-point cushion. But if this cushion continues to dwindle, it it doesn't bear thinking about... It really doesn't. Now, questions have been asked of Michael Carrick once again, and I'm starting to ask questions myself. He's got a lot of credit in the bank for what he did last season. And when we lost them players and we started this season badly, there was the question of... Is it, is it on the players or is it on Carrick? You know, Was he maybe being shown to be a, a better coach than he was last season because he had better players at his disposal who were scoring goals? Let's be fair, last season we were far from a defensive solid unit keeping clean sheets. We were just happening to outscore teams. And now that we're not doing that, I feel like our lack of a plan B, our lack of a solid defence, a solid foundation – is really being exposed and it's been exposed a lot this season and i think it's it's a tool you need when you're down the bottom and it's a tool we don't have so the question of michael carrick and his plan b i think is valid and any credit that he had from last season i think he's not got much of it left at all you know he he's using the last of it now and there is maybe a fair argument to suggest that even Steve Gibson, one of the most patient and loyal owners in the entirety of English football, who sticks with managers a lot longer than others, he's you know he doesn't press the panic button as easy as other clubs do, there is a question to say if Michael Carrick hadn't got the credit in the bank from last season and maybe we'd finished mid-table last season. It was an average season. And you now look at us now, I think there would be a lot more people wanting Carrick out, and there'd be a lot more people asking for his head. And the faith we have in him is is coming from what he did last season. It's not coming from anything we've done this season, because quite frankly, other than a run between September and October, we've done absolutely jack shit this season. So I think patience is starting to wear thin. Questions are starting to be asked, and this is a huge, huge couple of weeks for Michael Carrick. He has got to prove to fans that he can change things up. He can see where the issues are, and he can address them. He's got to prove that he can recognise where we're going wrong and what he's going to do to try and fix it. Because at the moment, we're not seeing any of that. All we're seeing is a manager desperately trying to stick to his philosophy, desperately trying to do the same thing over and over again, and it clearly not working. And I think the worst thing is that he's trying so hard he's over complicating things and it's like he's he's tweaking and tweaking and tweaking and adding more ideas to this philosophy to the point to which he's lost he's tied in knots the team are tied in knots he needs to just rip it up maybe not rip everything up not rip up the whole model but he's got to at least take his tactics and he's got to just strip it all back and say let's just start by being solid at the back let's stop conceding goals let's stop trying to play pretty football or whatever the hell it is we're trying to do because I can't even really say what we're trying to do at the moment because it's just all over the place but I think he's got to just get back to basics with this Borough side and get us picking up points I think we'd all be in agreement we don't give a crap how we're playing how pretty it is how nice it looks we care about results that's where we are now and I think he needs to switch his focus to just putting a side out who are going to get results who are going to pick up clean sheets We'd take four or five nil nil draws from here until the end of the season just to get us them points because it feels like, rather in the extreme where we're winning and looking really good, or we're losing and we're looking really, really bad. You know, it's not like we're losing, but we're looking valiant in defeat, or we're losing and you could say we were unlucky there. It's gone from us losing games we shouldn't have, where you can say we were unlucky, to now losing games where we look absolutely hopeless. So, this is it for me huge few weeks for michael carrick because norwich coming up midweek i'm not even going to make the joke about typical borough going there and beating them because our home record is absolutely dire and norwich are playing well and then you know we lose that which is more than likely we then head to qpr next weekend who are in exactly the same position that stoke were today they're a side on the up they've just beaten leicester away not many sides can say that. And they're on the up. And again, you look at it and you go, well, if Borough lose the gap, could you know the gap between them and us is down to three points. But would that happen? Because it can happen. We've seen from today's result, it can happen. The worst case scenario can happen. And the teams between us and the bottom three are winning games, and we are not. And if we lose to Norwich, this game becomes absolutely huge. And if we lose again. The pressure's on. We're in it. We're absolutely in it then. And then you look at it post-QPR. We've got the game in hand against Birmingham, which could legitimately be a six-pointer, before Blackburn. Then you've got Southampton, Sheffield Wednesday and Swansea, which you simply have to win because they're running after that. Hull-Ipswich-Leeds. I mean, if we're in in embroiled in it and we've got Hull-Ipswich and Leeds, I don't even want to begin to think about how desperate things might get. Now, I'm hoping it won't come to that. And as I stressed at the start, you know, we're only two or three wins away from looking back at this and going, how silly we were of worrying. You know, it's all good now. What were we worrying for? We are only a couple of results off of that. But we're also a couple of results away from being really, really embroiled in a relegation fight, looking over our shoulder. And that's a Borough side that I don't think have enough to fight that. So I'm hoping the cushion we've got at the minute. Is Enough I'd still like to think there'll be three worse sides than us this season and there's still a lot of sides between us and the bottom three But we are teetering above something seriously Worrying and we need to wake the fuck up because we are sleepwalking into a relegation scrap that we simply are not built for and things need to change and they need to change quickly and we need to see That Michael Carrick has the tactical ability to tweak what's required, get the team right, and pick up the results needed. And we can put all this behind us, because at the minute questions are being asked. And if this continues, how long before a panic button is pressed? I don't know. But all the signs. Everything coming out of this Borough side, going forward at the top, at the back in midfield, on the pitch, off the pitch, it's all an absolute shambles and something needs to stop this slide and it needs to stop it soon. But that's it from me guys, I'll be back midweek to discuss whatever the hell happens after the Norwich game and I just hope we don't get sucked into something because there are a hell of a lot of games to be played and essentially the relegation bunch are only two wins behind us it can change very quickly. It could all look a lot better this time next week, or it could all look very, very bleak. Let's not be naive about this Borough. Let's take this seriously. We could be in genuine trouble if we don't sort things out quickly. But other than that, leave a like on the video if you've enjoyed it, subscribe for more, do it the bell on the uh, notifications if you're watching on YouTube so you never miss a video here, and comment below your thoughts, whether you're a Borough fan, Stoke fan, neutral, or of any other club, And if you're listening to me over on the podcast providers, do give me a like over there, a rating and a follow. And a big thank you for watching once again. And I'll be back midweek. And I hope to God we can find three points from somewhere. God, it's getting worrying. I'll see you guys in the next one.